check, check, mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. It's another edition of the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Presented by Get Pro Taper, Maxxis Tires, Anaheim 2, coming up, round 3 of the Monster Energy AMA Supercross Series. Triple Crown! Triple Crown, yay! It's back! Love it. Um, fantastic to uh, to have it back. I, we, we've all been fans of it for a long time, and uh, you know that, uh, you know, if anybody listens to me, then, then you know that I'm you know, a fan of these triple crowns for sure. I love the fact that uh, they're quick racing. They get going quick. They end fast, everything else. Um, it's exciting. Yeah. So, uh, they've changed them a little bit this year and, uh, done a three, they've changed all the mains to be the same amount. And that's a good thing, I think. So we'll talk to you people about that. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. If you want to uh, talk some Anaheim too, let me know what you think of the uh, triple crowns. Let me know, um, uh, what you think of the first two rounds of the races? Uh, Blake Baggett and Justin Barsha winning. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, give us a call. 702-586-7857. Giving away a Fly Racing layover bag from OGO. Also a set of MXST tires from the folks at Maxxis. Flyracing.com, bro. Please check them out on the web. Uh, they've got some exciting things coming down the line. Blake Baggett, of course, winning the uh, race with Fly Racing. And uh, Zach Osborne will be making his uh, 450 debut real soon. So that's looking looking forward to that. And uh, uh, he'll be wearing Fly Racing when he does that. And also to Weston Pike, of course. He'll be back and wearing Fly Racing. And there's so many guys each and every week that run uh, Fly Racing gear. Please check them out. Also to mountain biking and all of that stuff, uh, watercraft, snowmobile, whatever it is, they've got you covered, flyracing.com. Also to thanks to the folks at Pro Taper, uh, JGR, Suzuki, Geico Honda, uh, Rockstar Husky Worldwide, just some of the brands that use pro ta- some of the teams that use Pro Taper, uh, Sprockets Bar, Seven Eights Bar, Micro Line for the KJSC. If you got one of the little ones, they can dial you in for that. Also, um, please check them out, ProTaper.com. Also, to get uh, Justin Barsha won the opener using that Get uh, ECU on his YZ450. Uh, two and four-stroke bikes. They have ECUs for those. You'll feel like totally riding a totally different bike. Improved rideability, maximized performance, improved throttle response. Uh, impossible not to fall in love with Get. And uh, Chris Kiefer has tested it, likes it. And uh, so we we thank those guys as well. And Maxxis Tires, MXST Tire is out now, developed by Jeremy McGrath. It's a very, very well-received tire. Again, talking to Kiefer, he likes it. 
it uh, to step up from past Michelin's and or past Max's and their performance there. Uh, we really thank the folks at Max's for coming on board this show and the Privateer Island show as well. Uh, MXST from mountain bikings to light trucks to trailers to dirt bikes, Max's has you covered. And uh, please check out those guys if you if you're in the market for a set of tires for your bike. 702-586-7857. Give us a call if you want. Uh, we'll talk uh, some Anaheim too. Jason Thomas, Jason Wygant coming on the show with me as well. Triple Crown coming up this weekend. Uh, with me, producing the show, holding things down, dealing with everything over there in the corner. Coming in late today, which will be a fine, by the way. The Tits Legendary. Tits, what's up? From the bottom of my heart, I'm sorry. How's it going? Good. I enjoyed seeing uh, you in Arizona last week. Yeah, Glendale. you went to Glendale. I went to there. I got to watch Marks uh, have minor meltdowns all day long. Yeah, every how, time was he, how was that? How was that? It was both comedic and sad uh, at the same time. Where it was funny to me that he, you know, that he was going through. It, but at the same time, you, you <laughs> yes. couldn't help but feel for the guy because every time he'd pull his computer out and he's doing it and he'd do these things that maybe he thought was a fix, and then he'd just do the. Uh, and then he'd shake his head, and then he'd shut his laptop and go back to thinking about how to fix it again. So um, very sad. Yeah, I think we've made some breakthroughs with Pulp Mex Fantasy uh, this week. So Marx has been re- doing a really good job with that. Um, yeah, so we have we have some breakthroughs coming through on that. Now let me ask you. Yes. How much do you take responsibility for his life? Oh man, you know, at a certain point, everyone's got to you know just look in the mirror and. But you introduced him to, to me, to Pulp, to you got him the job as the producer. Yeah. You've totally destroyed his life. You know, I asked him, I said, if you could go back and do it all over again, would you? And he s- didn't answer. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that's actually not true, but either way. Oh, uh, that's good. Uh, 702-586-7857. Uh, the Tis Legendary over there in the corner. Uh, Travis Marks, of course, is the producer of the Pulp Mech Show. And he's and the only reason that he got the, the gig uh, working for me was because Tis didn't want to do it. And so he said to his buddy, hey, Marks, why don't you go for the producer show? And then, of course, that led into... All of these things that's going on right now with the pulp in, uh, universe. Also, too, we're uh, we're stoked to announce uh, a new podcast in the in the Pulpomex Network. Zach Osborne, shifting gears, uh, he will be doing a podcast for us. Uh, I don't know how often, uh, as much as he can with his schedule, uh, three to four times a, a month. Uh, Zach's going to go around and talk to some of the guys at the races, talk to guys during the week. He's got himself set up with some podcast equipment. We're going to put it under our network, but it's a brand new feed, brand new show. So subscribe to Zach Osborne Shifting Gears uh, podcast, and uh, it'll be it'll be really good, man. Zach's a cool guy. He's very analytical. I think it'll, it's going to be very very well received and he's told me some of his first guests and they're gonna be good for sure and uh so yeah subscribe shifting gears zach osborne podcast uh coming real soon we've got the intro up and if it's not there when you do a search uh, search tomorrow it will be there uh, or in a couple hours it'll be it'll be on the feed by then so looking forward to that that's cool to announce and uh, as well uh, fly race and moto 60 show presented by get pro taper maxis also cool to announce 702-586-7857 if you want to call in we're going to give away some uh, some gear bags today some tires everything else 
250 class, AC got his first win, of course, in Glendale. Coming off Colt Nichols opening Anaheim win. Uh, Nichols keeps the red plate for this weekend uh, coming up in the Triple Crown. So that's uh, going to be a good race. We're going to have to we've, we have to move Nichols up into that Ferrandis, AC, McElrath uh, trio that we've all talked about. He has to be into that mix now after a strong Glendale. He came from fourth or fifth up to second, pulled away from uh, some good guys. And so... Uh, Colt Nichols is here. He's real. The Anaheim one win in the mud was wasn't uh, something that was weather induced or something where he got lucky. He rode very good at Glendale and was fast. So I think we need to put Colt Nichols into this mix as well. And uh, of course that the 450 class. This is great. Barsha Baggett, Roxon, Anderson, Marv, Tomac. They don't have a win yet. And uh, yeah, that's really cool. So obviously those guys are going to be there to the end. And uh, It'll be exciting to talk about. Three 10-minute mains for 250s, three 12s for 450s this weekend in Anaheim. Triple crown. Uh, to talk about that and much more, let's get our first guest on the line. We have some lines open still, 702-586-7857. Jason Thomas, what's up, man? How are you? Not too much. Just uh, got to Anaheim watching it rain. Oh, really? Raining there? Yeah. 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 God. I guess uh, it's been raining all week. It's been raining all day here in Vegas as well. So, yeah, that's not so good. Um but they built the track early. They've covered it. That'll help. Yeah, it'll be fine. It's uh, it's supposed to be nice tomorrow and Saturday, so I don't think it'll really have an impact on the track. Uh, I would assume they'll take the tarps off tomorrow morning, and it'll dry all day tomorrow, and then all day Saturday. It'll be it'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. So so you're actually thinking it won't be like you think it'll just be ruddy and whatever. I don't even know if it'll be that because it'll have all day tomorrow as well. Uh, if if today was Friday. I think, yes, we'd see the ruddy, uh, tricky transitions that we've seen many times. Uh, but I think having a full day tomorrow to dry. And, and history's taught us they're so competent at covering these things and sealing them. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to see any impact at all. Really? Oh, okay. Nope. All right. That'll nope. be interesting. Yeah. Um, Triple Crown this weekend, the first come up. You love these things. You might love these things more than me. I think they're the, I think they're the best <laughs> format we have to offer. Uh, any yeah. variation that we've seen, um, I, you know, the only, the only downside I think is you don't get the uh, the fitness part of the equation in. Mm-hmm. But even then, I would question it because I really think on the third uh, twelve minute race with them all being twelve minutes, I think you're going to see guys struggling to you know have that intensity and and be strong the last few laps of the third twelve. Look, I, I am pro rider as you are. I think when it comes to the purse or getting an association going, or talking to the riders. I think both of us are pro riders, right? I would agree. Like, like we think that they should be treated better. Correct? Sure. Yeah, okay. why not? Yeah. So, talking to Vince Freeze this week on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, mm-hmm. and he made a mention that, you know, hey, these 312s, like, you know, no one talked to us about this. We, you know, we never got a say in this. And, and you know, it's it's actually the same amount as it was before, maybe a little less. Right. But Vince is like three starts, you know, three things. Like I asked him about the Triple Crown in general. Um, and I get it because I'm usually pro rider and I get it. But too bad, Vince. We're, entertain- we're in the entertainment business. Now, I didn't tell him that because I was scared he'd hang up on me. But we're in the entertainment business here, and uh, that's fine. We're trying to get the stars on the track more often, trying to get more excitement in the sport. And as much as pro rider as I am, uh, if we tried to get a consensus with these jerkies, and you were one of them, JT, it would probably never happen. So uh, sorry, not sorry to the riders. Yeah, you know, it's, it's you- hard on them. I, I get it. But, you yeah. know, Vince raced a lot in Europe, and I don't – think it's a whole lot different than some of the formats we've seen in Europe as far as the amount of riding they ask you to do uh, to earn your start money or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, I can understand the the risk factor goes up because you have more starts and more time out there and more you know close encounters on those early laps. But uh, I think we we should know by now that if the entertainment level goes up, then we're going to get asked to do more and more of these uh, these formats. I mean, you, you're with me though. You can't really go with the riders and ask them and and, and get in a consensus. No, that's, that, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. think if the if fans are more entertained because of this and it's it's felt that it's better right, right. i don't think that feld's going to care so much about that yep. i think they're going to go with what's best for the show so should we add two more should we add, make the whole series this way should we add four more i thought for sure we would get more this year i was really surprised um that it didn't grow to five six seven of these things uh i i think there was probably some pushback as you alluded to with the riders that probably kept the number down uh, but I think it's inevitable <clears throat> because I really do think the entertainment is better. I think you get more relevant racing where it actually counts. Uh, I just think the heat races right now are, for me anyway, they're pretty boring. Um, if you're not going for the win or you're not in the last spot, you know, the guys in three, four, five, six are kind of just going through the motions to yeah. make sure they don't do anything stupid. Yeah, 100%. And, yeah. yeah, that's not really good for entertainment level, for me anyway. Maybe yeah. Maybe the average fan doesn't see it that way or care but for me it's kind of like i'm just watching them do practice laps more than anything yep absolutely 100 uh so blake baggett won fly racing zone blake baggett won this weekend and it's such a mental sport and it really is um such a mental sport such a confidence sport um he was fast as anaheim won he wins in glendale like for real does this vault him into and 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 I'm not ready to go there with everybody, but Baggett's a national champion. Baggett has won races in the small bike class. Baggett works very hard. He takes this very seriously. So he's a guy that I think this could apply to. Like, it's not a win from some other riders in the field where I'd be like, hey, he just was on it that night and tip of the hat to him. I mean, I think Baggett could win a title in 450 Supercross with his background and his work ethic and how he takes it. Now... Saying that, this has got to be huge for him. Do you really think he gets into the mix from here on out? I'm talking, I'm talking passing Anderson and Marv, and, and, and I'm talking sometimes winning more and you know that kind of stuff. It's interesting because you never really know <clears throat> excuse me, what confidence is going to do for somebody. There, there's always the chance that he catches fire. But to me... I just think when he's in position to win, which we've seen him many times have, and he hasn't been able to to just finish it off, I think that will come much easier to him now. I don't think it's going to be a situation where, man, Baggett just came from eighth and passed everybody and won, and and now he's the guy to beat. I don't think that's going to happen. But I think the races in the past where we've seen him in Triple Crowns uh, in Atlanta, Last year, uh, he was in a position to win. We've just seen at times, and he just hasn't been able to to finish it off. And and I think that's a mental thing, and you start thinking too much. But now I think that confidence is just going to be, yeah, I can do it. I've done it before, and I just got to, you know, execute what I need to do. Um, I think that's that's where you're going to see the big difference. Uh, I just think there are too many guys capable of winning to see him just take off and run away with anything. Well, yeah, but when you talk about eighth to first or sixth to first, Mm -hmm. I have two guys that can do that. In my mind. Right. And yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I'm not ready to yeah. put him into that. No, I'm saying it's very low. Like, any of these dudes, except for two of them in my mind, can't do that. Yeah, but we, we've seen Blake be in a position to win before, and he wasn't able to. 
So I just think that's where it's going to help him because okay. I think in the past he, he lets it get to him mentally. He's like, man, this is my chance. This is my chance, and he he starts thinking about it yeah. instead of just riding instinctively. Right. And I think now because he's won he's won a lot. You know, whether it's 250 Supercross, 250 Outdoors, 450 Outdoors. Yeah. So so winning's not new to him, but winning in that particular arena was. And mm-hmm. I think now he kind of you know check that off the list and he'll be able to go about his business a little bit calmer bef- than he was before. Uh, by the way, I spoke about Zach Osborne's new podcast on the Pulp MX Network, Shifting Gears. Speaking of Zacho, 5 o'clock at the pits in Anaheim at the WPS Fly Racing uh, Hospitality. We, myself, Wygant, you, will have Zach Osborne as a guest uh, on the show. So if you want to ask him a question, you want to come by, you want to see him, uh, he'll be there with us. So if you're in Anaheim, come by, 5 o'clock. 5 p.m. Yeah, those those shows have been really cool, and uh, we, we're going to try to get a different guest each week. Um, obviously, with Zach's injury, it uh, made it a little bit easier than it would be normally to get him over there. And I haven't talked to him a lot, so I'm curious to ask him how you know the recovery is going, and how you know what what are his timelines, and uh, you know for anybody that's out there listening, if you are in the pits, 5 p.m., come by the WPS and Fly Rate. Fly Racing Activation Area. You don't have to be a dealer. You don't have to be anything other than just inside the pits. So. This will be our third one in a row, and uh, yeah. yeah, last week we had a lot more people. I, obviously, the weather was much better at this one, but oh, yeah. Bradshaw I think too. it's something, the biggest thing is just awareness. You know, I think it's really cool. There's nothing else going on in the pits at that time, so it's something for people to come and check out, and uh, while you're at it, come check out you know our our new setup with Fly Racing and see what we have to offer for 2019. And we had Bradshaw, which was awesome. Um, yeah, last week was good. Yeah, last week was good. Batcha. All right, let's get some phone calls. We have no lines open, so let's get to knock some of these things down. First up is Craig. You got a Triple Crown question, Craig. What's up, man? Yeah, so pretty much I know like the money's the same. The, cash, the, the check is still going to cash, but what means more to a rider? Winning like a Triple Crown overall or just a straight-up regular main event? Mm, I don't think it matters. What would you do? Yeah, I don't think they care. I, I don't think it matters to don't me. Do they care? What do you think, JT? Okay. Yeah, I would say uh, it doesn't really matter. You know, getting your name in the the history books and getting the sponsors uh, and your team and your OEM to uh, get that satisfaction from it. I think for a lot of these guys, it's it's exciting, no doubt. But there's such a relief yeah. factor with winning because they're under such such immense pressure to to kind of get it done. Uh, yeah, like if you I, I, if you go two 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 or three two two and win an overall, who cares? Yeah. Well, it, <laughs> yeah. you know, for them, right. it's it's all about the headlines and the PR and all the you know the the ticker on you know uh, NBC Sports and all these things. That's what the sponsors are wanting and and that exposure. So I think a lot of these guys like they're getting paid. They're making anybody that's capable of winning a race is making really good money. So it's it that's great and all, but I think it's more of. Uh, fulfilling what they set out to do and uh, the gratification and, and validation of all the hard work and that everybody on the team has put in as well. But, Craig, are you with me? We need a name for these things, for the individual wins. We you need know to keep what? track of these I, things. The other, night, it, the other night, it literally kept me awake. I was, wow. I was in bed, and I was like, man, yeah. what are they going to call these damn things this year? The, well, I, I mean, it's already too late. We need to keep track of these things. Last year, and keep track of Sealy 1-1 and Brayton 1-1. Yeah. And, you know, we need to keep track of these things, and and Ralph said he cannot say gangbangs on the air. No, so, I, I can understand that, but it would be cool. Yeah, it would be. Thanks, man. Uh, wait, one more thing, yeah. really quick. Hey, I was sitting in right in front of the only net they had in Glendale, uh-huh. and didn't it didn't obstruct the view or anything like that. Why the hell are they only using one of them? I don't know, JT. Stadium? Why didn't they have one in the left corner after the big triple alongside the end, JT? Why didn't they have one there? I don't think they needed it. Nobody was even – the berm was super low. 
Yeah, so, be, but yeah. the berm was low because you need the berm was low because there's no net. They don't need. They want. They can build that berm up if they had a net. Well, I don't. I don't think it was. Well, we can't build a berm because we don't have another net. They obviously have a net, so it was clearly on purpose. Okay. Right. Well, I don't like anyways. it. All right. Thanks, Craig. All right, bye. Thank you. Uh, let's go to Chris. Chris, you want to know who has the advantage for the Triple Crown? Yeah. Uh, real quick, though, I, I love the tri- Triple Crown. I think they should have three gangbangs at every race, mm-hmm. 17 rounds. I'm awesome. with you. But uh, what do you guys think? Who is it an advantage and who's in a disadvantage with these 12 lap races and why 12 12 that minutes is, 12 minutes um, it, we we just wrote a, a column on this on racer x i think justin hill and he's an obvious pick right for so many reasons uh hill's got the advantage to me jt you said brayton and that's a good one too justin brayton's very good at this but uh who do you think it helps jt and who does it hurt i think it the only person that comes to mind immediately that it hurts is tomac and simply because his starts are have been pretty brutal as of late, and that's going back honestly not not just this year. You know his starts have been less than stellar on average. Uh, so anytime you take out you know one of his strengths, which is fitness, and the last few laps, and you make the start even more critical, of course that's going to affect him. Uh, and then conversely, the guys that it benefits, uh, I think Brayton uh, Vince Freezy is another one that maybe he's not going to win, but instead of getting seventh maybe gets fifth you know that that's a pretty big jump and a, and a big deal to cut out eight minutes of the main event if maybe you don't have the pace of the guys in front of you it just gives them eight minutes less of a chance to to catch up so yeah. anybody who is consistently good at starts i think it helps and we could throw cole Seely in there as well he was uh he was a winner of uh, he honestly should have won a two last year he just had a, a really tough third main event uh, so any of those guys would be the ones i would point to I like them though. Um, they're they're really fun, and uh, and you you sound like you do too, Chris. Yeah, I love it, dude. Do, do you think those guys they get great starts? Are they physically fading towards the end, or mentally fading? I mean, what do you think it is that they just can't keep that pace? It's kind of a silly question, I guess. Yeah, just the physical. Just just yeah, physically, it's a it's a long race, right? So I think it's I think it's a stretch too. Like for Tomac, he can go as fast as. He, most times he can go as fast as anyone uh, for as long as he wants to. Where a guy like Brayton, I don't think he has just the raw speed that Tomac, you know, Tomac can go into a zone where maybe no one else can go. Uh, but Brayton, to go as fast as Tomac is normally going, it's everything he has. So at some point when you're, when you're in a full sprint versus you're just, you know, let's say riding as hard as you can, there's a big difference there. So yeah. at some point, that sprint intensity is going to have to relent at some point where Tomac's just kind of doing his thing. Um, and when we've seen Tomac go into that crazy mode, you know, he's two, three seconds faster than anybody else, especially outdoors. So I just think there are multi-levels of when the, the intensity and the adrenaline get ramped up. Cool. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Uh, we have some fantasy questions. Let's uh, Before we get to that, let's go to Levi. Levi, you got a comment about Colt Nichols. Yeah, I just wanted to say uh, I kind of grew up racing with him. He was a couple classes or a class above me, uh-huh. and uh, so he's always been super fast. And I just want to say I'm happy to see him up there finally getting some wins and looking good out there. Well, here's the thing about Colt Nichols. I wrote about this or talked about it or I don't even know. But so Nichols, I don't really remember as an amateur. He, he was, but I've been told he was good, but you know, not an elite guy. And then he kind of didn't get a ride, right? 
He was doing some arena crosses. He was in Costa Rica. And Nick Way and Big Nasty, three years ago, when, when Colt Nichols had nothing going on, were like, dude, he's fast. He's so good. Like It may have been longer than that, even. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait. Three years ago, that would have been Cycle Trader already, right? Yeah. yeah. So five years ago, whatever. Yeah. Five years ago, Levi, I'm hearing about this Colt Nichols kid. Nick and Nasty were so high on him. And yeah. down in Costa Rica, they absolutely love the kid, the personality. They love the way he rides and everything else. Um, so I got to give those guys credit because I really hadn't know Colt Nichols. But they told me that he was legit, and we've Same seen for me. Uh, yeah. Just to share my, call, you know, I remember Nick calling me from down there and be like, "Dude, like things are going pretty good, having a good time, but this kid called Nichols, he's going to be legit. Like I think he's going to win." And I'm like, yep. "Huh, all right. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know much about him, but yeah. I mean, I, I trust your judgment because he doesn't really, he doesn't really say that about a lot of people." No, no. So there you go, Levi. Yeah, he's awesome. Cool, man. Looking forward to seeing y'all in uh, Arlington this year. Cool. Yeah, can't wait, man. Yeah, it'll be fun. Thanks. Awesome. See ya. See ya. Uh, sorry, let's get some fantasy questions. I'm serious though. Nick Way and Nasty were no, they were all about it. Forever. Yeah, I mean, for him to tell me about it from right. you know from there for no reason other yeah. than he just was that into it. Uh, Mike, what's up? You got a Pulp Mix fantasy question? Yeah, I do. But um, doesn't with the three motos this weekend, doesn't that make you nervous on Hill? You don't think he's going to get tired? I mean, he, he very well could be. I just think he can sprint in the, at least the first two, right, and, and get a start and do all that. I mean, I, I like his chances for three twelves better than I do one twenty one. Yeah, I mean, I'll I just, I just, I mean, yeah, he could still, you know, not do great. But if there's, if there's a guy to me, uh, Mike, that it benefits, it, Justin Hill would be the guy. So or at least, at least to put up one, one of the individual races anyway. Which, if you're not going to win the championship. A race like this gives you a really good chance to uh, put a, at least a solid result on the board, you know, in one of them, and get your sponsors happy about what you're doing, or get on the podium in that particular race, you know, because you're you're always looking for an angle to to validate your spot if if you're not a race winning level guy. Uh, all right, Mike, what else is on your mind? Um, well, on your uh, fantasy pod, you said that you're looking for someone to keep track of your uh, lead pop lead pipe locks of the week. Yep, dude, I'm your guy. I will deliver that with the points that the riders earned. I got a guy. I I, I got uh, a guy. Um, of course you. Thank you. Somebody reached out right away, and I just I just said okay. So if he doesn't come through, I'll talk about it again, and then you can be the guy. How's that? All right, sign me up. Thank you, though. I appreciate it, man. Thanks. All right. Good. Yeah, JT. I was just saying on our fantasy pod, we got to write these, these these lead pipe locks of the week down, and then we can review them. You know. Um, yeah. Who was who was yours this week? Uh, Jerry. Oh gosh, uh, Alex, what's up? You want a Mitchell Harrison? Two out of three weeks for you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, what's the? Uh, is there an update on his uh, program? And two, what you know, RV being a brand ambassador, besides the million dollars behind his advice about the bike, does he have any relationship with the team? Because I mean. He basically gave the greatest advice he can give to any team. The bike is good. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> don't fuck and it up. Right. Enough, right. <laughs> I'm on the side lap sitting in Arizona watching this guy push the bike on the side lap. That's two weekends in a row. How is the bike not reliable? Well, yeah. I think Mitchell's asking the same question. They went. They switched. They had a, a problem in Anaheim that wasn't really related to the motor builder from what I understand. They switched from the motor builder. And then they screwed up. They made a mistake in swapping the motors, which happens. I've been there. Uh, they went to a different motor builder. And and I, from what I understand, it wasn't his fault either. In Glendale, it was another fluke thing. So 
Yeah, they're two for two over there, and it's got to be frustrating for that team and Mitchell and everybody else. But, um, you know, hopefully they'll pull together. As far as RV and the race team, there's really nothing there, man. You know, I think at one point he said, hey, if you guys want some help, let me know. And they haven't really asked him. So. Yeah. All, All right. right. Thanks, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, what else we got here going on? Ashley, what's up, man? How are you? Uh, good morning. How are you, Steve? Good. What's happening? You're playing fantasy and already hooked and Oh, you're, bre- you're breaking up, Ashley. What's happening? Uh, barely. All right, we'll get back to Ashley. To check on him in a little bit. We'll get to him, and uh, he sounds like he's calling from down under. Uh, Colin, you want an update on Joey Savacci? Yeah, I was just seeing um, I picked him at A1. thought he'd be a good pick at a four handicap. And so, yep. Kind of burned me pretty good, and then uh, they said he's racing again this weekend. I don't know if you heard anything about yeah. his injury. Uh, I don't. I, I think no. he'd be... concussion, and he'll be back this weekend. I will pick him uh, almost for sure. I forget his handicap, but I will. He's a six, uh, yeah. I believe, six yeah. or seven. Yep, I will pick him. We had some argument. We had some conversations about that one. Thirty percent of people picked him for Glendale, so um, that that that'll really burn them if Joey does really well at the <laughs> yeah, Crown. Bad so. move. But I will pick him for sure. So. All right, man. Sweet, me too. Thank you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, we got, let's see, uh, Jason Thomas on the F- Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by Get, Pro Taper, and Maxis. Uh, Carton, what do we got here? Philip, what's up? Hey, hey. I was wondering, uh, do you think this Triple Crown format could be the best potential for Chad Reed to get a podium this year? I don't. You- no. You don't think so? No. I know he, the last first two races he hadn't had good starts, but generally, I mean, he does get pretty good starts, and he can hold it for a little while. Uh, I was like that. I thought this might be his best chance to get a podium this year. What, well, let's ask. Uh, or, let's, let's, let's ask the Chad Reed expert. Yeah, I mean, that's why I figured. Yeah, right. he would know. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, to me, it really doesn't matter. It's whether Chad is is on for one, which I think he was in Glendale. But he's also yeah, got to get the start. Amazing. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's. Uh, I don't think it matters. I think he's really fit. If if he gets a good start and he's feeling it, you know, quote unquote, that night, it doesn't matter if it's 12 minutes or 21 minutes. He's going to be in the mix. Uh, the problem is, you know, I think as you get older, you need everything to be just perfect, and you can't screw up the start, and you can't be having a bad day, and the bike can't be a little bit off. I just think you get much more temperamental. And it's much more difficult to overcome adversity as you progress in age in this sport. So I hope he can bring that intensity. And uh, if he can put the start together to go with it, then, you know, maybe we're going to see that magic. All right. Yeah, that's on Yeah. Um, hey, you want to uh, you want a set of tires or you want a gear bag? Dude, I'll, what do I'll do a gear bag. What do you want, yeah, Phil? You want, you want a fly race and OGO layover bag? Oh, yeah. Okay. Stay on hold, man. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Thank you for the Chad Reed question. Uh, We've got the winner on one uh, tits over there. Uh, Let's go to Chris on five. Chris, what's up? You want to talk about AC? Yeah, I just had a question. I was just wondering what you and JT thought about um, AC. Like, if he, you know, lives up to his, you know, hype everybody's been talking about and he wins the championship this year, um, do you think, like, that'll be, like, a huge weight lifted off his shoulders and he'll do, like, a lot better in 450s next year, you know. Obviously, if he wins, yeah, it's then, always it's always good if he wins, right? Um, if he can figure it out, I think he's the fastest guy in the class, right, JT? Yeah, I, I think he proved that last weekend. Uh, he was his own worst enemy at A1, and man, last week, I think it was a 
pretty big statement win. You know, Colt was great too, don't get me wrong, but AC was the class of, of the field last weekend. You know, it's it's up to him to bring that every weekend and to be and to be perfect. But man, that was impressive. I I was I was blown away at how his whole day went, from practice to the heat race to the main event. Uh I didn't see one mistake the whole weekend or the whole day anyway. I think and I think uh he goes um to four fifties next year if he wins Chris automatically he's he'll be up into into that truck and, and, and I don't know if he's I mean, JT, would it be fair to say AC on the 60 and 80 was projected to be Alessi, Stu, RC? I'm not saying. Oh, yeah. I mean, that level. Right. No doubt about it. Right. Absolutely. And I don't think he's going to meet. He's not going to meet that. He's not going to do that. Well, I don't think the, I don't think this book's been written yet. You know, I I think he will be uh, in the Kawasaki truck next year unless, you know, Honda or somebody came in and, and offered him the world. I don't know when his contract expires. But I think the biggest thing he can do uh, by winning this year is just add zeros to his paycheck. Uh, I think his future is sealed as far as getting a 450 yeah. factory ride, but he could he could have a lot more leverage to get his salary up. Um, there you go, Chris. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, got a couple more calls. Let's see if Ashley. Ashley, your phone better there? Hey, you can hey. hear me now. Yeah, you're back. What's up, bro? A uh, quick fantasy question or thought mm-hmm. um, for next year title winners, if you could pick at the start of the year, so 450, 250 West before A1, East before obviously the first East round, and similar to like a first lap leader, if you score 100 points, if you get the uh, title pick right, or lose yeah. 50 if you get it wrong. Not a bad idea. I don't mind it, JT. I, I'm, I'm hesitant to make changes to this. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's a good idea. I just, uh, I, I'll take anything. If we can just execute the, the game at this point, uh, I think that's where we're at. We had a, a lot of ideas for how we could make it better. It was just trying to change too many things in year two because even though the issues we've been having, it's more about the players understanding how the game works. We didn't want to change it a whole lot because I think we introduced the game to a lot of people last year, and I think we were all still fielding questions about handicaps and and negative handicaps and how all these things work. So we kind of felt like we wanted to give people a full season of just doing what they just learned how to do before we uh, made even more changes. Update from Travis Marks has got a text. Uh, tell Ashley no. So there you go. We're not changing it. Oh, we're, not, come on. we're not adding anything, <laughs> bro. That's come it. On, Marks, a bit more work. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, thanks, Ashley. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. Thanks, guys. Uh, let's go to one more. We got uh, Carlos on two. Carlos, what's up? You want to talk about Justin Bogle? <clears throat> yeah, man. I'll I wanted to, but I just remembered, and I this weekend uh, I saw Blake Wharton racing uh, Arena Cross here in Oklahoma. Yeah, and uh, man, he got his ass handed to by Jay Solwyn. Um, I know they're going to race uh, Supercross. Do you think Jay Solwyn's going to do good if he does? Supercross? Yeah, I mean Jay Solwyn's pretty good, man. Um, well, I think let's remember he was the I don't know remember if, I think he was the Arena Cross champ, right? Or did he lose it at yeah, the end? Yeah, yeah, e- either way, I mean he he obviously knows what he's doing in Arena Cross, so I wouldn't take too much away from it. Yeah, uh, right. I think Jay Solwyn's a top ten guy though all day long, and I think Wharton's a top ten guy. I think Wharton's days of winning and podiums aren't, aren't are gone, but but he can be a top five guy, and I think Jay Solwyn can approach that top five. So to me, they're pretty equal, um, you know, in, in, on a Supercross track, but. Yeah, it should be should be interesting to see uh, when Blake hits the uh, track on the East Coast Tie Loop Honda ride. So, um, yeah. yeah, thanks, man. And uh, oh. <clears throat> hey, uh, you know, uh, I know fitness has been the uh, struggle for uh, Bogle. Do you think he'll do better on the the Triple Crowns? What do you think, JT? I think it'll help. Yeah, the you know the the difficult part will be recovery, and you know, in the the last one, getting your intensity back up. 
you know. Uh, but there's no doubt that 12 minutes versus 21 minutes is going to help him. That it's really difficult to have any sort of pace, you know, the last five laps if you have, you know, you've been off a long time like Justin has. Thanks, man. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, All right, Anaheim Triple Crown coming up this weekend. A lot of calls today on the Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. Really appreciate it. Flyracing.com, ProTaper.com, Maxis.com, GetData.it as well. For those guys, um, we really appreciate the help and support of of the show, and uh, it's going to be fantastic. Throughout the year, every Thursday, 11 a.m. Pacific, we'll be here. Um, All right, JT, we're getting wide again on the phone here. We're going to bring our next guest up. You're live from from Anaheim. Give Give me your winners this weekend. Man, it's tough. Uh, this obviously changes everything. We've had two surprise winners so far, so it's not like we can just pick from the, the same old guys anymore. But I, I'm going to go with Roxon. I picked him in my column that came out today uh, to win. I just think he's been so calm, and you know, obviously he had the run-in with Anderson, but I just like his demeanor so far. He hasn't been caught up in any hype or doing anything silly. He's just been kind of doing his own thing, and I think he'll get three good starts, and, and maybe he doesn't. He might not even win any of the three, but I think when it comes, you know, down to the end of uh, the third main event, I think he'll have the most points. So I'll take I'll take Roxon, and then there's no way I'm going away from AC after what I saw last weekend. So um, I, I'll take the the duo, the practice team of uh, of Roxon and right. AC to get it done. Right. All right. Perfect, man. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Uh, FlyRacing.com. Please check them out. And uh, thanks, JT. Is Weege actually going to make this one? Yeah, he is. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Right. Thanks. Uh, right into Jason Wygant. Welcome, Wygant. Welcome to the show. One week delayed. Wait, wait. I thought this was supposed to happen an hour from now. <laughs> Last week, JT had to go. We had to string him out, try to find a new guest. You, you just you threw the whole show for a loop. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that you changed the time. You, you had a really good thing going. What the heck? Blame Tits a legendary. Yeah, huh. literally right. blame him. Um, okay. All right. I, I heard you did, too. Yep. Yeah, I did. Triple Crown coming up here. Uh, Anaheim too. Uh, J- JT's at the track. It's raining there. He says, but he thinks that tomorrow will be all right. Saturday's supposed to be all right, so not won't be a mutter or anything like that. Three twelves for four fifties. Three tens for the two fifties. And uh, are you surprised they didn't add more in twenty nineteen? Uh, I don't think you really can. You mean more racing time? Minute? No, no, no. I'm sorry. More Triple Crowns. Oh. Sorry, more Triple Crowns. Uh, yes, I actually am. I actually am. Um, I feel like. We don't get changed much. I don't feel like I heard much pushback on this one. So I was surprised that once they got an inch, they didn't take a mile. Uh, I would have thought five, maybe. Yeah, yeah, a little bit more, yeah. right? Um, yep, yep. And you like these things. You're, you're my camp. You're a fan. Yeah, I'm absolutely a fan, and I'll give two reasons why. A, the beginning of the night actually matters. And here's how I know that this is better. I was headed to the press box to watch opening ceremonies last week. And I was like, you know what? I haven't had dinner. I'm going to go back to JGR and just grab like an apple and a banana. And hey, if I miss a few laps of a heat race, what difference does it make? It doesn't even count. <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah. That's terrible. The heat races don't count. Yeah. So, so that's my argument, number one. Yep. Number two, yes, I know everybody likes long, hard slogs and great endurance races. And I know Blake Baggett made a move with a few minutes to go in Glendale. That has happened like 10 times. Right. In like Supercross history. Yep. It never happened. Very rarely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So the um, extra minutes don't really help. No, I know, right? And, and, hey, if you want to be even more radical, make the motos outdoors 30 minutes. Make them 28 plus 2. Tw- 26 yeah. plus, plus 2. I'm fine with that. Go ahead. 
Yeah, I think the 30 minutes would make things a lot easier and everybody because there's always this varying scale. You don't really know how long it's going to last, which is just really tough on everybody involved. Yep. TV commercials, teams, the schedule between motos because you have this, it could be a 37-minute moto or a 32-minute moto, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, I know that most people are like, look, this is an Ironman fitness, who's the toughest wins game, and I get that, and that's appealing. But it very rarely ends up making the difference in the end. So uh, why even bother? Yeah, absolutely. So Baggett wins Glendale. That's your guy. Uh, you've known you've known him for a long time. You and him get along very well. And uh, but I asked JT this question, and in all seriousness, like he's a, he's a national champion. He's won it. He's won everything now, indoors and outdoors in both classes. He's won all those races. He's a national champion. He's in shape. He, he works hard. He he you know. I, I th- he's got all the sort of ingredients that you want in, in, in a champion. And confidence is so important. Do you think that this can seriously boost Blake into a point where he is just, hey, I got third this week, I got second this week, hey, I got I came through the pack from a bad start, but I got fourth. I was behind the top guys that, you know, the, the, you know, the Anderson, the Tomac, the Marv, the Roxon. Is Can this boost him into that level? I'm going to need a little more proof of that because to me, what really defines a guy that can win the title is that no matter what, no matter what happens, you're getting fourth. Yeah. And I'm still not sure that Blake can do that. First of all, he got 12th in Anaheim one. Now that was a mutter. So you throw him a little mulligan, but that's really the question. It's uh, to win on your best day is one thing. Here mm-hmm. I go saying that you win your titles on your worst day, but okay, Ricky. basically to yeah. be balls out fast enough that you can get a crap start yeah. or fall and mm-hmm. still get fourth. And Anderson did it last year. Anderson had some first turn crashes, still got fourth. Anderson had some crashes, still got fourth. That's really the key. And we've seen it. How many times do you see Chad Reed go into the first turn with a crap start? Oh yeah. Yeah. Somehow emerge in fifth. And even on a night where he's hurt or something, he gets third. Yeah. That's, that's the final level. And I don't, I don't see, I mean, maybe he can do it, but we haven't seen any proof yet that Baggett can yep. do that. No, it'll be interesting to see. Like that's why I put I put Baggett even ahead of a guy like Justin Marshall, like just because of the national championship and and the wins. Like I'm just like really well, just because I just I put a lot of weight on a national championship. I really do outdoors. I just like yeah, I that yeah. is the gnarliest thing to do and maintain this thing over 24 motos and all the variations and everything else. And if you win one, you're a bad dude. Does it mean you're going to be yeah. one of the all time greats? No. But if you've got to win everywhere. And you finally break through for that Supercross win in 450s. Uh, I'm just like, I wonder if this is going to do it. I don't know. I'm not saying it is. I just wonder. That's all. So He it, definitely was. And whatever it is, it, it's indoors and outdoors. It's hard to compare. Had he not heard his thumb there at Red Bud two years ago, he was about to do that. Like, he was, he won some races, and then he had some bad starts or first-turn crashes, and he kept coming back and salvaging yep. good finishes. So he was showing that he could do that. But, I mean, again, that's outdoors, so I don't know how much he can carry over. But he needs to prove he can be fifth. No worse than yep. this ever under any circumstance. 702-586-7857. You got a question for Jason Wygant. Triple Crown coming up this weekend. Again, Zach Osborne. Live sh- podcast show in the pits, uh, 5 p.m. Um, at Fly Hospitality Rig. And Wygant, you will be there to uh, to help us. Zach, like yeah, Zacho will be there. Um, yeah. All right, so... I wrote in this call, in my column this week about Justin Hill, and I just said he's so much fun. I don't even know how he's going to do. But just keep watching him, folks. He's going to be fun to watch. He's going to add the wild card. He's going to help you, all you fantasy people. You're going to be dying on living on with Justin Hill. And a triple crown format we just made for Justin Hill. It really is. Yeah, I'm really pumped about where we are in this sport right now because what did I just say about Chad Reed? We're like, no matter what happened in his prime, he was going to get a good finish. I mean, we probably went 
four or five years where, like, the podium was pretty much Carmichael, Stu Reed, and that's about it every week. Those guys were so good that it didn't matter who you were. You were not going to have a wild card guy that could just jump in there and just beat these dudes. It just wasn't well, it wasn't going to happen. But mm-hmm. I think we're – I'm not saying the playing field is level. I mean, it's possible that Tomac or Rockman or Anderson or Marvin or someone like that goes on a win streak. It's certainly possible. Yeah. But it's not impossible for a guy like Hill to just suddenly have a good weekend and then to be like, dude, I don't know, the guy's going really fast. So yep. that's a really exciting element to have, and we do not always have that in the sport. No. Yeah, no. dude. If he – honestly, man, it's these tiny things that affect him. He always picks an inside gate. He, of course, picked one because he had the number one gate pick, so that's what he went with. And he just missed. You know, you talk about it all the time. The inside gate is – Risk or reward, right? Yeah, boomer bust. Yeah, boomer bust. He, halfway down the start straight, he looked good. Someone, I think it might have been Barsha, got their bars in front of him, and that turned what could have been a great start into like 12th in his heat. And he has yet to prove, I think, when things are going wrong, like bad start, that he can figure it out. But I'm telling you, dude, if he had whole shot that heat and he was close, who the hell knows how the rest <laughs> of the night might have gone. Yeah. Yeah, really, right? He's he's, he's going to be interesting. He, I wrote about it on Racer X Online this week. He's my wild card, yep. 100% chance for, for the Triple Crown. Uh, but, I mean, I do think, yep. you know, I think it'll be a traditional guy, quote-unquote, who wins the thing. Um, you know, I like Roxon. I like Tomac. You know, all of those guys to, to, to come through. But but Hill will be exciting. And maybe JB. Justin Brighton, of course. Um, yeah, he's performed very well on these. But you'd like to think, again, more arguing, if you want to argue against Triple Crown of the two unpredictable and the cream, you know, the, the, it's going to reward guys that aren't in shape or are lucky or whatever. The three motos, it's pretty much ironed out. I mean, our winners last year, Tomac won two of them, Anderson won the other. They're not yeah. undeserving dudes. No, no. So you're right. It usually just works its way out. Anyway. Yeah, but we had a Sealy win. We had a Brayton win, right? Right. Yeah. So right. We, but I'm saying the overall, yeah. no one's just locking into it and they're going to say, this is ridiculous. This guy does, shouldn't have a 450 win to his name. It was just this dumb format. By the if way. You win, uh, it, it's earned. Very upsetting. Ralph Shaheen said on Twitter this week to me that he does not think the word gangbangs for the individual races will fly with his bosses. Yeah, thanks for asking, Steve. I'm glad you <laughs> gave it a shot. Yeah. yeah. What if he would have went, I like it. I like it. That would have been so good. Uh, yeah, that would have been. That would have been. I'm surprised Ralph didn't just block me. <laughs> yeah, I had to do we saw it like before he even responded. We were like, "Oh no, it's Steve! You set the trap." I <laughs> uh, just, I just, you know, you got to do these things. All right, hey, uh, we got we got Joe on the line. Joe, what's up, man? How are you? Hey guys, what's what's your question? Hey, so, you guys are talking a lot about confidence and how it's so important. So, I was thinking back to Roxanne. Obviously, got injured at A two and then didn't perform well at A two last year. So. Do you- a little bit rattled coming into this year's A2? No, I don't think so. I, I Maybe. he Did he admit that A2 last year got to him a little bit? I think he did, right? He did. He yeah, did, he did wear night. the same gear, and he talked about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I don't think so. I, I don't believe so. Uh, Weege, what do you think? Yeah, I think he's finally past that. He Okay, Ken is as mentally tough as anybody out there, and he tried to face that head-on last year. It didn't work. So I think now he's kind of deflecting the arm stuff a bit, trying not to make that the focal point for reasons like this. Yeah, uh, I think he's trying to pretend it didn't happen anymore to his own benefit. Yeah, and, and I think that's fine. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, um, thanks, yeah. Joe. Thank you, man. All right, thank you. Man. Thanks. 
Uh, still uh, got some co- people on hold here. 702-586-757 if you want to talk to Jason Wygant. Um, hey, you know one thing weird about what? A2? Remember when he crashed at Anaheim 2, it was similar to this. It had rained. The track yeah. it didn't rain so much that they couldn't do all the jumps. Like It wasn't a mud race per se. Yep. But because we had rain earlier that week, it led to all these ruts and the jump bases, which are most which is what most people think led to his crash. So yeah. it'd be a little more deja vu if he goes out there and the bases are rutted as crap yeah. in the main event. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. right? Uh, let's go to Dark Side's on three. Dark Side, what's up? What up? What's up, guys? Weege, how are you, man? Yo, what's up? Hey. All right, so Sunday I talked to Carson Mumford, who you know is Pulp Nation, your only amateur kid. Um, he said he's going to get you to come out and ride with him soon. I want to know when that's going to go down. I want some footage. Uh, Mom, no, I've been told Mumford tracks too, too too many jumps. I've been told. Oh, okay. Well, he yeah. said he was trying to get you out there, and he wanted to make it happen. So I, I would like to. Yeah, I think I might go riding on Sunday. Actually, up in the high des with with Kiefer, but I ain't going to Mumford's. I heard the jumps are really big. I don't want to do any of that. <laughs> I hear you. I felt the same way watching the Supercross Superstar or Futures this weekend. Right. Well, yeah. You. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, Darkson. All right, Sam. Yeah, we did. You see these any footage from uh, the Futures? It. it the jumps are big, man. Or at least I thought they looked oh. like I was like, oh boy. So. No, I mean I saw some insta bangers, but I couldn't make out the size of the jumps in any of those. Right. Awesome scrub photos, but uh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, saw, I don't know. Last year they complained the tracks were too easy. I saw the Got video. Yeah, reason. I saw the video. Yeah. We had Parabinos on uh, the Pulp Show on Monday. He talked about how they they were way behind because of the ambulances and people getting hurt mm-hmm. and people jumping things. And I'm like, oh boy, like I can't I can't really complain because I was the one yelling and screaming about the Cobra 50s jumping everything. But um, the video I saw, yeah, looked legit. Supercross Futures. So, look, uh, I'll admit that I don't have the research. I'm just asking a question here. There were rumors the best way to solve that problem was that they were going to maybe have a rhythm lane that only some classes do. I know that was an idea they were kicking around last year, which is a great solution. I don't know. Maybe they did that. Maybe that's what you saw. No, I didn't see that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm admitting right. I did not do my research. Right. I knew it was an idea they had, though. Right. Uh, let's go to Shad. Shad, what's up, man? How are you? Pretty good. How you doing? Good, man. Hey, uh, I was wondering, uh, you and uh, who's in the studio, Jason Wygant, whoever else, hey. Um who you guys got in both classes for uh, first lap lead, leaders? Well, Wygant's back into fantasy, and he's doing terrible. He's he's wishing he never would have got back into fantasy. Um, yeah, well, is there a money-back guarantee? Can I get out? No. No, you're in. Uh, you're in. Uh, um, first lap leaders, uh, you got three chances at them this weekend, so you got to pick them in Pulp Mix Fantasy. Uh, AC and Roxon are great picks. Ferrandis and, and or Nichols and Roxon are great picks. Uh, Barsha's a good pick. Um yeah, all of those guys. I, I think I think Roxon leads the first lap of one of these triple counts. I I'd almost you know bet a lot of money on that. So Brayton, bro, Brayton's Bra- gonna do it. Yeah, Brayton could. Um, yeah. yeah, Shad. There's some really good picks in uh, among those guys. So uh, okay, all right. Thanks, man. Uh, I was just who had who. Yeah. Well, no, I haven't picked the guy yet. I don't think so. I will. Thanks. Uh, yeah, Weed, you were you were back into fantasy and wishing you never would have signed up. So. Um, yeah, Robbie Wageman versus Chris Howell. That cost me 58 points. <laughs> One small decision that I, I debated, like, for two hours, and I guessed wrong. Uh, Andrew, what's up, man? You want a question about JS7? Uh, yeah, I was just wondering uh, what, if at all, you could tell us about uh, 
who did what to put such a sour taste in his mouth in the industry to where he just said, you know, oh, well, fuck everyone. I'm not well, I'm not talking to anyone again once I'm done. I don't know if he has a sour taste. That's just it. Nobody knows, right? Look, he, he he's always been shy. He really has been. You talk to anybody that's dealt with him, that's known him through the years, he's always been really shy. He told me on a podcast that when he's done, he, he, you'll never see him again. He'll be gone. And he's, he's fulfilling that. Now, having said that, he got caught with Adderall, um, got suspended for a year. He's probably bitter about that. He shouldn't be, in my opinion, but I bet he would be. You know, you guys took away a year for this bullshit thing, blah, blah, blah. I, I'm not saying he is like that. I'm just saying I could see him being like that, and that would make him bitter. But what I don't understand is he's got this gear company called Seven, and if he came out and uh, rode a little bit and was at the races and talking about Seven and doing interviews, Seven would probably sell better, therefore make him more money, but he doesn't seem to care. Uh, Weege, what's your take on all of this? Weege, what's your take, Weege? Oh, okay. I, I was waiting for him to respond. Um, dude, Ryan Villapoto is showing the way. Ryan Villapoto saying he's the best retired guy ever. That's cool. We love him. Pat him on the back. Everybody laughs. Ha, ha, ha. He's laughing all the way to the bank. RV is cool. We've seen this personality behind the scenes. We know that that is this genuine personality, but if he wasn't making bank from all his endorsements right now, he wouldn't be doing this. So as I said over and over, don't do it for us, James. Do it for yourself. Go make a quarter million dollars a year. But are showing up and putting up some Instagram videos and doing some whip. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, Andrew. Um, Steve, I remember in that podcast that you were just talking about, because I've listened to, to almost all of them, he was saying that, you know, you guys, you guys were saying he should write a book because of all the stuff that's gone on with him. So I didn't know, if, you know, if someone had previously left a bad taste or what. But, uh, you know, I, I agree. I think... Uh, I think he should come back at least throw a few insta banger with. Yeah, I mean, I just you know, I I think he should too, but it's his life and he's doing what he wants to do. I find it strange, I really do, because he he has a ownership in a company that would benefit from him being out there. But you know what? This is a, he's a shy guy, and he's always said he's going to disappear, and 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 he is. And you know what? Maybe. You know, he hit his head a lot. Maybe he's dealing with some issues with concussions. I mean, he really has hit his head quite a bit racing motorcycles with all the things we know nowadays. Uh, I'm just speculating, but maybe there's other issues going on, Andrew, like, you know, social issues with him or, or maybe things like that. Like, I don't know. Right. So. Um, Makes sense. I mean, to each their own, right? So, I mean, he can do whatever he wants, but. I mean, we all just miss him, and I, I didn't hear his name on this pod yet, so I figured I'd yeah. get the James Stewart question out of it. Yeah, uh, fantastic. And, and you know what? Uh, you want a set of tires? You got a bike? Oh, my God, yeah. I've been I've been trying to get a, get a hold of the show when Randy's in to try and win a couple of Starcross fives, but tires are tires, man. I need some new ones. Mactus MXST developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath. You want a set of those just before mentioning James Stewart's name, all right? Uh, stay on hold to, to get your information. Thanks to the folks at Maxis for making that happen. I mean, you pretty much got to give him something, huh, Wygan? I mean, he brings up Stu. Yeah, I mean, he's keeping a you know 15-year tradition of making sure it always gets mentioned and everything we do going. Thank um, you. I think it's amazing to me. You told us, I, I think in a, I think you brought it up on a show or, or maybe it was just a private text conversation, but like RacerX Online, like you post a photo of Stu and Chad, and it is still big, and it is just remarkable to, to me that that is it's still doing that. It's just crazy. Yeah, uh, I did a podcast with Reed uh, in December when he finally made the JGR deal official, 
And I think it was three times bigger than any other podcast I did this year. The only one that was even close was Tickle, but Reed was still more. Yeah. And honestly, what's more of a story right now? Like, this is June with Tickle. Like, I think he was on your show for a few minutes, and then I talked to him the next week. It was like fresh info. Chad Reed was still more popular. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then and then you didn't you post a thing on Racer X for some photo of Stu and Chad and, and Chad back in the day, right? It was got a lot of hits. It was just, yeah, yeah. We actually put the headline: "We'll break the internet." Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I think I think you wrote it up, wasn't it? Chad went to ride with Malcolm. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. It's it's, it's, it's I don't know what it is, man. I mean, I, we could go on and on to explain what it is, but in general, something. They have something nobody else does. Like, if we had Dungeon RV hanging out, it wouldn't be the same. Oh, hell no. It would, no. It would not get the same love. No. Nope. No, not at all. It's it's really remarkable in our sport, man. And it's, I don't know what it says. I don't know anything. You can make your own judgments. But those two guys and Ricky, you know, back in the day. But, yeah, it's 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 absolutely nutty. Uh, Jason Wygant here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. presented by Get Maxis and ProTaper. Thanks to those companies for stepping up. Uh, 250s. Uh, this just in, uh, Colt Nichols is in this title fight. I really like the way he rode at Glendale. Now, obviously, AC rode perfect, and I think if AC rides perfect, he he can win this title. He can win multiple races and win this title. But Colt Nichols is 100% Wygant into this thing. Yeah, he, he really is. Uh, you're right. He's straightened things out. Dude, to be fast enough to ride badly at the beginning of the race, which he admitted he did, and then get it back together, and then just beat McElrath straight up, like, that's Big. Yeah. So I think we all know, much like Tomac in the 450s the last few years, and you said this about AC, if AC doesn't ruin AC, it's going to be tough for anybody to beat him, I think, mm-hmm. straight up. But, um, you know, there's no guarantee that that's going to happen. So Nichols is absolutely in position. You really got to like the way I, it, you got to like the way he rode at Glendale almost as much as Anaheim, really. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I, yeah. I agree. Yep. He, uh, he rode great. And Ferrandis. He had a big crash in, in Anaheim that he landed right on a tough block. I mean, he was up in the air and dropped and landed right on a soft, tough block. Could have been bad. Uh, and makes a mistake early in Glendale and a weirdo crash. Like, he can win this thing. We talked about it before the season, but not if he keeps making these errors. That's two for two in, in big errors in t- the first two races. Yeah, and worse, that is the whole worry we have with Brandis going in. Like, this has happened to him over and over and over in Europe, in motocross, supercross, in America always these weirdo crashes and then luckily he hasn't gotten injured this time maybe he's going to get away with it but this just happens mm-hmm. too often and then to see him crash twice in the first two races it's a little scary to think like ooh, maybe this is going to happen again before we let you go and before we get your winners uh for the for the weekend this weekend so i got an email the other day uh and actually i this is interesting like okay so late in a championship fight there's a red flag and a staggered start like what we saw in glendale right um, Roxon is winning the title and he's fourth. Savachi is third. Eli is first, right? There's like a 10 minute break to, to recoup and, and, and check on things. Flag goes. What if Savachi doesn't go right away and just goes, Oh, I blew it and holds Roxon up for two seconds. Like, like this. And, and then, Props to the guy who who uh, who emailed me about this. Like this is totally a scenario that could happen, a hundred percent. And you yeah. know, everyone you're would be not bad. allowed to pass. By the way, yeah, you're not allowed. To, yeah, yeah, you cannot pass yeah. until you go past the entrance to where the flag is. Um, yeah. So, like, totally could happen, a hundred percent. Yeah, really could. I, you know what though? I think 
that is along the same lines as a teammate could always try to knock somebody down or screw them up when they're being laughed. Okay, I know everybody's going to bring up, Chiz did it. Again, you can take your one example of that happening once, and I'll give you 900 million examples of it not happening. Mm-hmm. I think you're just going to have to put this in the category of, well, Sabachi could also try to take Roxton out or block him, and he never does that. The teammates never, ever do that. So I guess you have to put in the, in general, there's a sportsmanship that the teams don't do. Dude, when we get to close title fights, we bring up <laughs> so many ridiculous scenarios, yeah. and it basically never happens. No. So no. I think that's the enforcer on this. Yeah. This stuff just never happens. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. It's just something that can happen. But you are correct. It could. I mean, yeah. there's really, I, would anyone, hey, we talked about this with the bunching. If Eli Tomac's bunching had worked. And again, yes, there you go. There's one example of someone trying something. Um, what I'll if, give you 900 million examples of not. But if it had worked, you or, said that you don't think they maybe let him have the title anyway. I do. I do. I don't, I don't feel like, I just don't feel like had that worked, everyone would just be like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I just, there's no way. There's no way right, that happened. So, happens. what if Savachi just is parked and holds Rock's up for five seconds? Same thing? Well, I don't know. But, wh- okay, but let, let's go this way. What if someone really does stall? Yeah. You what know? If, what? Yeah, that's true. We could have a vague two races to go, three races to go, points kind of close. A guy stalls, which could easily happen. Yep. And then you don't know if it's on purpose or not. Yeah, you have no idea. You just go, oh, I stalled it, man. I'm sorry. And then I don't. Can you imagine just everybody yeah. rear-ending each other, just bang, 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 and <laughs> falling yeah. over? Yeah, absolutely. Oh boy. We're gonna see some. Do you think these dudes have ever practiced this? No, no. We had guys no. putting their Stark devices on, which I don't know why. Well, no, I. Yeah, and I heard DV saying that was dumb. Why wouldn't you put your Stark device on? Because it's you're not. It's not a full gate. You're like watch. Like you watch their body language. They weren't doing like a full like push down, elbows up, start. Like, nobody was revving their bikes that high or anything. It wasn't a full deal. Uh, I guess so. They weren't leaving as aggressively. No, no. Yeah, so. I guess because you're, you're, if you do that, you're just going to ram into the guy in front of you. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and if that happens, that's the real gangbang. That'd be ram it. <laughs> Ramming it. <laughs> ram it. Uh, no. What do we call these things, by the way? We can't call them gangbangs. I love that idea, but we can't. What do we call these things? And why don't we keep track of them, and why aren't they in the record book and on the stat sheets? Yeah, I'm actually confused. So Pete Richards, who worked for or worked still for Fox Sports, but that means he worked for Supercross last year. He's one of the producers, but not any longer because they switched network. was on a real crusade to name the races last year, and he's like, I don't know if I'm going to get Feld or the FIM or AMA to sign off on this, but for TV purposes, we need a name. But yeah. I don't remember it. I don't think that ever happened. No, no, it didn't. And, but, and I love these yeah. stats. I love stats. I love record books. I love all that stuff. And I want to see the stats on who was really good at these, but maybe couldn't take the overall win or whatever. I, I want to yeah. see these things. Yeah. And and how are the how are the contracts working? Um, who's getting paid? Like Ooh, I heard it was a heat yeah. race. I heard it was a heat race win yeah. for some people. I heard it wasn't anything for other people. You know. So yeah, I think someone like Steely was mad. I think it was only a heat race bonus, but it's like it shouldn't. It should be more than that. Of course, yeah. But, yeah, but for the team's sake, there's more races. Now there's three races in a night, not just a heat and a main. Like, what if you win all three? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that'd be three heat race bonuses and a main event bonus. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Maybe that's why there's only three this year. All yeah. right, so uh, who wins this weekend? Who wins the uh, A2 Triple Crown? Give us both classes. Uh, you pick, You and JT both pick Rockson. Is that what I heard? Um, No, JT picked Tomac, I think. Okay. I'm going to go with Anderson. Okay, I went. I went yeah. Roxon. Yeah, and I went yeah. AC. Yeah, I'm gonna go with AC. 
as well. That's just because you love him so much. You just you just love the guy. I just gargle him all the time. The golden boy. And he pays me to say good things about him. That's why. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, which is why I love him. I mean, the paycheck. Yeah, 100%, right? So, all right, everybody, 5 o'clock in the pits. Wygant, JT, myself, and Zach Osborne at the Fly Racing WPS Hospitality Rig will be there and uh, really appreciate it. Live show in Denver, Friday night. We'll figure out the details, but it's coming. So, Oh, we're announcing this right now? Yeah, we can do that, sure. Is that uh, April the 12th? April 12th. Oh, hey, that's my birthday. Oh, wow. Yeah, let's celebrate. That's your CC. birthday. Uh, yeah, it's... you folks celebrate by buying tickets so I can make money. And then also you can buy me beer and stuff if you want to. <laughs> Fantastic. All, All right, every... All right, everybody. Thanks, Weege. Appreciate your time. Thank you, buddy. All right. See you tomorrow. Thanks. Fly Racing Room, Moto 60 Show, presented by Get Pro Taper and Maxis Tits. Thank you. Yep. Wow. That's it. Just that's it. Yep. Tits Legendary, everybody personality of the year on the Pulp Next People. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. We'll see you next week.